received your instructions. Touch cards if you like. Let's fight. Welcome, welcome to Cam Blue's Bout Business MMA Podcast. <laughs> Lou Finicaro. Boom! A production of GreenRollMedia.com, the world's premier sports betting podcast network, rooted in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. 100%! Now, it's fight weekend, and it is time to touch gloves with the most decorated mixed martial arts betting analyst in the business. He's your host of our main event. You ready? Bring it on! Come on! Come on. And he's all about business. Lou Finacaro. Welcome, fight enthusiasts, to the UFC 293 Sydney, Australia edition of Gamblue's Bout Business Podcast. We start each podcast with a sincere thank you that goes out to the growing number of listeners to the podcast. Surely it has to do with the fact that we're able to produce profit in almost on a weekly basis here. And we hope you continue with us because we're just starting and we're not going to stop. Last week, the About Business podcast realizes a 3-0 plus 3.43 result and we haul malarkey now minus two something as a plus into this week's card the only thing alarming to me is last week favorites ran 10 and 1 and i go 3 and 0 so we're bending the light through the prism and turning some situations into profit but boy oh boy do i want to get back to feasting on underdogs that are going to try and do their best and produce their best effect on Saturday, and we're going right back to that. We're dog hunting. Lastly, just another note, the podcast in November before the San Paolo card with Blades and Almeida is going to increase in that we're going to do a sneak deep podcast that will be an early look at the lines released on Monday or Tuesday of that week. So ear to the ground, just be aware that's coming. Let's go over our future bets. We have Covington against Edwards. That's fights hopefully going to come down this year. Covington minus 110. Next week, coming up right on us, is Shevchenko and Grasso. We hold Grasso at plus 195. Right now at DraftKings, Grasso is plus 140. So we're holding some EV in that fight. We have John Bones Jones for one unit at plus 117 coming up in November. And then we have Malarkey into this card, which will be one of the rounds we talk about. Also today, I'll be adding two more. This is not necessarily an attempt each week to kill the bookmakers and profit week by week. Rather, with the menu that DraftKings or FanDuel or Caesars or all these national outfits allow us to shop. Rather, I'm starting to build the business more long-term using these future positions to gain advantage. Yeah, we could have squeezed a profit last week with Anthony Smith and made, you know, less than a half a unit. But instead, we rolled it to Manon Firo that delivered us a 1.1 unit return last week that produced part of our 3.43 profit. 
So trust me, I know what I'm doing, but if you're looking to break the man in one card, this ain't your podcast. But if you're looking to build a business and at the end of the year, show great return, return on investment, then we're the podcast for you. Without any further introduction, let's move into UFC Sydney round one. Round one, they were supposed to be featherweights, except the Aussie, Sean Young, uh, rolls in at almost 150 pounds, just under four pounds over the limit. He's fighting Brazilian Gabriel Miranda. Young opens minus 160, Miranda plus 135. This fighter Young, as the Aussies say, he's bloody average. He's lost his last three. He's a decent fighter. But I got to tell you, his, his limit and his ceiling has been shown. He's on the card because he's an Aussie fighting out of city kickboxing. But this is the one Aussie fighter on this card that I really believe doesn't belong in the UFC. Meanwhile, we look at his opponent, Gabriel Miranda, that accepts the fight despite the fact that Young came in four pounds heavy and he came in and weighed in only 30, 35 minutes after the weigh-ins. He looked drawn, weak, defeated, and like a fighter that knows he's standing at the edge of the plank ready to jump into the ocean with sharks swimming below. He was a dejected-looking cat. Gabriel Miranda looks fresh, looks strong. He's got a great BJJ game, and that's, I think, what's going to happen here is we'll get a competitive round where Young can keep it on the feet for a round. But when Miranda gets this to the ground, I think he's going to be too much. Another reason I like Miranda, he's fighting at his natural 145 weight. His last fight was at 155 against last week's winner, Benoit St. Denis. Denis a killer at 155, and Miranda took that fight up against him. Now he gets this one. Maybe a little payback? Round one, Gabriel Miranda, currently priced 135. Now let's move into round two. In round two, we're going to use last week's parlay where we took Malarkey and Cyril Gan. Gan just made Sergey Spivak look exactly like we thought, like Frankenstein. Gan just painted that guy's fence. And we take the advantage of Gan as a favorite and move him into Malarkey last week, who was minus 180. This week, you look at Malarkey, he's priced closer to 240 or 260. It's unbelievable. And while he should be the favorite here, we shouldn't underestimate MacDessy. The issue with MacDessy is his age. He's 38, and he's been a true nomad. And by that, I mean he hasn't been able to find a gym. He's bounced from gym to gym to gym. He was at the MMA lab for a while. I got to talk to him. He's a great young man. I can't be on his side more, but he can't find a home. And when you're jumping gyms, you're in trouble, especially when you're at 38 years old. He's now fighting with Phoenix's Fight Ready. That's Henry Cejudo's group, and they're great. So we'll see what Eddie Cha and those guys can do with MacDessy. But we're getting malarkey here on a bounce. He's coming in off a loss. He's dejected off that loss. Thinks he can do better. Plans to prove it here. We got the five, we've got the 495 rule with Malarkey. 
And what that means is he's four inches taller. He's nine years the younger man. He's got a five-inch reach advantage over a 38-year-old Mac Desi. This is a fight where we believe we're going to get the best out of Malarkey and a fight where I think we're fading the young man Mac Desi just a bit as well. So round two, we already have Malarkey one unit to win 1.34. Now let's move into round three. Round three, I think this is the fight of the card. So everybody's going right to it. Another featherweight fight between Aussie Jack Jenkins and Chepe Marichal, a U.S. fighter that has a lot of things going for him in this fight. Namely, he's naturally a 145er. He had to take his last fight in order to get into the UFC at 155 pounds. He took it gladly against a guy in Trevor Peak that is just a wild bull of the pampas. Throws haymakers, telegraphed punches. He's very powerful. He's tough as a $3 steak, but he isn't that skilled. Marashal shows up at 155 and took Peak apart. And really now he goes back to his natural weight, gets a full camp in, and ships out to Australia against a guy in Jack Jenkins that couldn't be more diametrically opposed than Shepe's last opponent, Trevor Peak. Why? Because Jenkins is a really slick boxer. He's got great footwork, pinpoint precision. He's got cardio for days, and he's fast. So this is going to be an excellent fight for a stylistic clash. I think it's going to be competed mostly on the feet. The pros, or I should say the makers, lined the total two and a half over 210. I'd be surprised if one guy gets the other guy out here, but I'll say this. Jenkins doesn't have the professional experience that Chepe has. This is Chepe's first fight at 145 in the UFC at his weight. I absolutely guarantee that Chepe gives us his best performance in the cage Saturday. And as far as Jenkins is concerned, while this may not be a step up, it's a huge test for him and he has to pass it before I believe, I wanna believe, but if he can beat Chepe here, I will be a full believer. Jenkins opens minus 205 to Chepe plus 180. That's where it sits right now. I'm gonna use Marichal, Chepe, we're, we're definitely a fan here because we're going to get his best effort. We're going to use a unit to win 1.8 units on Chepe. And then we're going to do a little hedge that I hate doing. I hear it all the time. I usually criticize those that do it, but hear me out. With a total line two and a half over minus 210, one of these two guys probably going to win this thing by decision. And I got the right guy, Chepe. But what if Chepe goes all the way through and loses on some greaseball decision from some judge in Australia? It's not out of the question, therefore. On the DraftKings menu, we have Jenkins to win by split or majority decision plus 650. I'm going to use 0.20 of a unit and I'm going to hedge my bet that way. I believe this fight's going to decision. I believe Chepe's up for the task. And I also believe it's possible they give it to me in the left ear. 
And if they do, I'm going to have the splitter majority decision as a hedge. Now let's move into round four. Round four. Yes, we're going up to the main card. Light heavyweights, Tyson Pedro against Anton from Sweden. I'm not going to try his last name. I'm sorry. I got nothing but respect for the Pleasure Man, which is his nickname. And Anton, I think, shows up another guy primed to deliver his best. First, Tyson Pedro, again, Sydney native. He opens a plus 105 underdog. This line percolated early in the week. Tyson Pedro comes in off the bounce because he took Modeskus Bukowskis on his return to the UFC in his last fight, was sick, at least he claims, and I believe him, no reason for the guy to lie, under the weather and didn't have his best performance. He's looking to bounce. He's in front of his home people. But two things bother me here. Number one is overall lack of UFC aptitude, or what I should say, MMA aptitude. He's big, he's strong, he's imposing, he's game. Every fight he's won, it's been in the first round. I think he's really a fade. He's a total fade. Meanwhile, you get this white, soft Swedish guy named the Pleasure Man walking in, and people, you better not judge the guy just because you see two L's on the loss column. Who did he lose to? Well, Jayton Almeida is going to be fighting uh, Curtis Blades in a, in a heavyweight fight in San Paulo November 4th, and the winner of that's right in line for a heavyweight title. Turkaj took him on, all right? He got beat, subbed in the second, okay, but he went right in there and went after him. Further, Victor Petrino in his last fight, he made it to decision with that killer. These two guys are just not in the same neighborhood competition-wise, mixed martial arts aptitude-wise as Tyson Pedro. Anton is getting a break here, at least in level of competition. We released Anton at plus 110 on Saturday because I couldn't believe I was seeing a plus price there. That fight currently is priced minus 110 each side. The total one and a half minus 145 to the over. So somebody's going to take somebody out here. And it's my plan to be in the corner of Anton's handlers, telling them to tell him, run this fight into the second round where Tyson Pedro will run out of gas and you can then have advantage over him. We need the pleasure man to please us enough to get this fight into the second round when he can turn on the switch and advantage comes to us. Fourth round, Anton, 1.1 to win one, or if you were lucky and got it earlier in the week, one unit to win 1.1. Now let's move right into round five. Round five, round six, both parlays, both tied into the future, starting with this card. And in round five, we're going to simply go to the heavyweight fight on the main card, at least the first one, which features Justin Taffa and Austin Lane. Basically a rematch of a fight that occurred a few months ago where Lane poked Taffa in the eye and Taffa's eye is still kind of goofed up. But now Taffa comes home. I think he has a experience advantage, certainly. He's got a power advantage. And really 
he is a durable fighter, only being taken out once early in his career by Jorgen de Castro. Meanwhile, on the other side of the cage, Austin Lane is an imposing-looking athlete. Long, tall, mean-looking, but he's got a huge experience disadvantage, and he's a little awkward on the feet. Uh, this fight opened minus 250 for Taffa. He's now down to minus 205, and we have a total in the fight of one and a half under minus 230. Knowing that Taffa has the durability he has, I find it hard to believe that Lane can take Taffa out. I like Taffa, and I like that price at minus 205. We're going to take Justin Taffa in a first leg of a parlay, and we're going to tie him into a fight in November. We already have a future on John Bones Jones. Jones is currently minus 410. A one-unit parlay, Taffa to John Bones Jones, Actually, to return one full unit, that parlay has to lay minus 118, and that's exactly what we're going to do here. So, round five, Justin Taffa to John Bones Jones, 118 out to win one unit. Now let's move into round six. Round six, we're going to play the same game, and we're going to tie a future parlay together. Now, it's important to have FanDuel, DraftKings, Caesars, these sophisticated books that offer these menus. I just look for some of these plays on a certain few reputable offshore accounts that wouldn't allow the parlays to be made. If some of you are having difficulty gaining these parlays, I need to hear about it via email or Twitter because I won't use them if they're not readily available for everyone. However, if they're going to allow me to make these future parlays one now into fights weeks from now, I'm going to hit them in their underbelly and I'm going to hurt them where they're weakest. And that's what we're trying to do here. We're taking a long-term approach to building profit at these fights. And we have recognized they're giving us this option on their menu. And I'm going to eat till I'm as big as Luca Brasi. Sixth round, we're going to the main event. And we're going to look at Adesanya via finish. I think it's clear that Strickland knows this is a heavy fight for him. He really, he's a guy fought at 170. Now he's at 85. And Izzy not only fought Pereira a couple times, but he fought Jan Blachowicz at 205. So is he going to be the bigger, faster, more skilled man? We know the whole thing, but Strickland coming right at him. Strickland's going to go out there, try and get him out, and he's either going to get him out or he's going to get taken out. And for that reason, I believe it's the latter. And is he via finish on the DraftKings menu? That's via KO submission or DQ is minus 110. I like that. I think he's PO'd at Strickland coming down there wearing the Australian hat and talking all this BS about the necklaces he wears, the animes, and his French tip. Although Izzy on the scale looked as pretty as a French whore today, I gotta say. Sixth round, Adesanya inside the distance via finish. That's minus 110. Where are we going with it? You got it right back to Johnny Bones Jones. And that parlay, again, Jones is priced minus 410. One unit returns 1.37 units. Now, 
We've got a potential three different plays coming to John Bones Jones, but we're not going to get excited about them yet. However, next week, if these two are alive, we'll get real excited. We will report back. Again, we're building a business here, and I don't mind taking a long-term approach to advantage and profit. With that being said, enjoy the Australian bouts, and we'll talk to you next week when the fights are at T-Mobile in Las Vegas, and we have Shevchenko against our girl, Alexis Grasso. Have a great week, everyone. been locked into Gamblue's Bout Business MMA podcast featuring Lou Finicaro. Hit our subscribe button and never miss out on Lou's behind-the-scenes access to the world of MMA. All the superlatives. Oh! Tomorrow's good that hand is ridiculous. Oh, my goodness. Bam! The legs go. I mean, that is clean. Want the best sports betting podcast on the board? Look no further than GreenRollMedia.com each and every weekend. GreenRoll's covering the NFL, college football, and MMA better than anyone. Bringing you behind the counter of the most well-renowned sports books in Las Vegas. That's GreenRollMedia.com. GreenRollMedia.com. Home of the world's premier sports betting podcast network.